Um, I'm doing a special little episode of Pipe Up for my channel because I hit 8,000 subscribers. Hey, that's yeah. fantastic. Shotgun the oven. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to CJK and Bea. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours, the Neighbours recap podcast. We step you through the ins and outs of Erinsborough, take a deep dive into the goings-on, and we are in the Pirate Net Studios in Melbourne. I'm Vaya, and I have the pod squad here for the festive season. Kate, how are you going? I'm good. How are you? We, again, I, I don't usually ask us how we are, but we're all great. We just had burgers, which always means we're great. We, oh, we, except, we had our Christmas party, basically. Yep. Yeah, we did. Took over the whole burger joint. CJ's got her Madge voice on. I do. I'm a bit husky. <laughs> She's under the weather. You can catch a cold at any time in a Melbourne summer. Yeah, in your bathers, out well, at the pool, you can well, get is, a cold. It is barely summer. It is, it's been, what, about 20 degrees the last couple of days? But it's hitting the 40s next week. Yeah, in time for Christmas, we are going to have a, a hot day. I work from home and one of my largest social activities is podcasting in other people's homes. So I don't see many people and then I go Christmas shopping with 40,000 other people and I get sick. Um, yeah, I don't understand why 40,000 people haven't embraced the world of online, the e-commerce world. Like you don't have to go to shops, guys. It's fun. And zero waste. Just give each other vouchers. I'm living the Aussie cliche Christmas this year. We're going to my brother's house and he's got a pool, so we will be swimming because it's going to be 29 degrees. Excellent. Again, the one day a year that's handy to have a pool in Victoria. Yeah. I'm going up bush. What's that, what does that mean? I'm going to the country. And uh, you live near a neighbour's resident, don't you? A former that Libby used to live. No, where should yeah. we going for Christmas? Yeah. We're going to Bunyip. Oh, I've never even. Okay, yeah. A mythical creature. <laughs> Is it not Bunyip? I have no idea. It's it is Bunyip. It is Bunyip. Very minor Neighbours Council business. Christmas Day, there'll be a Neighbours episode. We'll probably watch it during UK time, which I'm led to believe is 9.15pm our time. That's correct. So that's... Or 5am. Oh, because, yeah, for heads up for the UK listeners, they will be showing it early on Christmas Day at 10.15am. So is that's, that... That's our PSA. So if guys. it's 9.15 for us, it's 10.15am for them? Correct. Great. Because there's 11 hours difference. So I'll be full of second dinner by then. Yeah, we'll live tweet. And I think I will, whoever's around, I, I think I will try and stream live for Patreon as well at the same time. Wow. Like before or after. I've never tried it. I thought, why not? Christmas. What else am I going to do? Yeah. Well, actually, what I usually do with my partner is we watch Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. It's a Jim Henson production. Recommend. Yeah. I'll do that and then I'll jump on the stream and we'll watch Neighbours Christmas episode. And we will have a, an analysis of that episode going up on our Patreon feed, patreon.com slash neighbours pod for our Christmas recap. Exciting. Done. Business done. Happy holidays, crew. Totally. But even bigger than happy holidays, happy 8,000th episode, Neighbours. 8K. Clap it in. It sounds like a fake number, right? Yeah. Sounds like, oh, there's been 8,000 episodes of that show. Like Warner Brothers Studios or whatever, like when Gilmore Girls has its 100, they wheel out a cake. Yeah. That's, and that's what, it. What are they wheeling out for this? A couple of cakes. Well, you know, <laughs> a, you know, a lady we'd never seen before. Yeah. Uh, except we've seen her before. We'll get to her. But I just we have, yeah. want to remind you guys what the 7,000th episode was. Do you oh. remember the big storyline of that one? No. 
Carl Kennedy thought he won a seven thousand dollars on a scratchy, <laughs> and then it got stuck to Toadie's chair, and everyone was oh, naked. No. Hang on, wow. Hang on, we podcasted that. Yeah, have we been podcasting for over a thousand episodes? Yeah, because um, good God, we oh I got goosebumps from this situation. You? Yeah, we, we've been podcasting like nearly four years, like mathematically four years, but like three and a half years really. Amazing. Yeah, so that we've clocked a thousand views of the show since that time. Ooh, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. grim, but we could have done got a degree I, I was or actually, something. Um, somebody went through it. I did. Oh, yeah, you time. did. Yeah. We've pumped um, out three kids between we, us in yeah. that time. People. I love, like, you know, how much we've achieved in the last thousand episodes, but, like, you know, the Kennedys are still doing silly things. The Kennedys have no desire to go see any other family members during the festive season, only when they have to, only when one of them has broken a limb. But yeah. Thank God Gazcan didn't win 8K this week on his scratchy. That's right. He, he's fake scratchy. Scratchies are for suckers anyway because what happens is that the prizes get claimed early on and then there's only a set amount of prizes and that, but they keep selling the, the tickets. I did so, not know this. So like the big, you know, the 250 casket or whatever. They're, they're Could have been for. one years ago. Well, months ago. Yeah. But they're still selling it and so the highest value prize is already gone. Yeah, but, you know, the house always wins. It doesn't matter what gambling it is. Yeah. Mugs game, as my and, grandfather yeah. would have said. Especially when Gazcan's playing. The house is always winning. See, I was listening, watching it this week and I thought, at what stage do you go, is this guy just a, a career criminal or just dumb, an idiot? Yeah, he's, he's not He upright. is the stupidest human I've ever but encountered. But I, I think he is just a career criminal now. Like, he's, he's kind of, I mean, yeah. he's, he's not an evil person, but he's just dumb as dog shit. I mean, just get... Get in your car and do some Uber Eats driving. Like, if you want to make some extra money, there's so many options. That's a great idea, CJ. And Airtasker. Yep. He could put together furniture. I bet he could put together furniture. Yes. And in fact, Gaz can. I bought some stuff in IKEA today. Get round. He's also a quote unquote chef. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he like catering for Christmas events? Yep. Yep. Like when Monica lost her job on Friends, she started a catering company. Huh. Or like when she went to work at that place that wanted her to take her clothes off. Oh, do you mean dress as a 50s waitress? Yeah, yeah, no, there was one. Oh, no, it was chocolate, sexy chocolate or something. When she made mocha for Thanksgiving? Maybe. I don't, I don't think she went for the she went for the job okay. interview. Oh, right. Okay. She had standards. Okay. But a lady was telling me about this great idea that um, done at Angle. So this woman goes around and, like, she will meal prep for, for you. You buy the food, she comes around, or, or you, you deliver it to her. She'll make you a week's worth of dinners. Yep. Guess can could totally do that. In Sheila's kitchen, bang, done. Perfect. Why? Is this because he's stupid? He can't think of these things. But yeah. also, Amy should be suggesting these things for him. Oh, she's got a brain. No, she's pretty thick too. Um, and also, but you know, the whole thing is hinging on his toxic masculinity. Like he cannot be in debt to his girlfriend. I'm like, you know what, mate? She's earning money. She's comfortable. She's happy to support you. God knows why. She's got her dad bankrolling her. Yeah, but like, get on the old Robinson gravy train. But just, she says it's not a problem. So back up, back off, and don't hinge your identity on that yeah and plus like she lent you the money like she did that out of her own free will and you come up with a payment plan so stop trying to it's like that comedy sketch of you know the the two bank robbers going into a bank and saying oh yeah so what's the plan okay so the plan is we go in here we'd get a job here (laughs) and then we just work here for 30 years and they give us a salary every week (laughs) That's how you can make some money, Gaz, with some honest work. Yeah. Okay, so here's where we are. It's the 8,000th episode on Friday the 21st of December 2018. 
Oh, little something I noticed now that we, the overlords over at 10 Peach control us now, is that our lead in to neighbours here in Australia is Entertainment Tonight, a show I haven't watched since I was about 13. But that music, oh. that sting from that music is like it's, it's Pavlovian. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check it out. I feel like I'm homesick from school every day. You get the big CBS logo just before yeah. Neighbours, which reminds me that you know, obviously CBS owns Channel who are, Ten. Though. Who our real overlords mm. are? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Okay, now the touchstone of this episode revolves around a character we've never met, but who apparently has lived on right on the corner of Ramsey Street its whole life, and but, and her name is Patty Newton. Yes, it is Patty Newton, Australian mm. royalty who plays Val Grundy. Who would like to give a potted history of Patty Newton, Patricia Newton, I'm told? Okay, so she's she's married. I, I hate to define her by her marriage, but she's... She has, so yes, it's fine. Yeah. She's married to Bert Newton, who is probably the greatest living Australian TV personality. He essentially took over yeah. the role of king of television after Graham Kennedy passed. They were yeah. best mates, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's just he's been around in everything yeah, from late night TV and then through more my era he was hosting Good Morning Australia for like probably 10 years or more. But um, he and Paddy lived near a shop I used to work at and Paddy was a regular customer where we used to work and she <laughs> – She's just, I don't know, she's she's always just so happy looking and... She looks and, like the fairy godmother in Cinderella. Yes. Yeah. And, and acts like her. She actually, have you seen the Wiggles Christmas special? I, where, I where they the other day. Where yeah. they're Santa and she's Mrs. Claus and she looks identical to Val Grundy on Neighbours. Just looks this, yeah. This is her she's jolly. Know, the standard look. Yeah, mm. she, she's rocked this look for quite, quite a while. Yeah, she used to come into my local supermarket when I used to live in Richmond. She mm-hmm. and um, Lauren Newton. Oh, yes, her daughter. Lauren. Yeah. How do they pronounce it? It's Lauren. Lauren. Lauren, they say. Lauren. 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 Used to come in for because coffee. Because it's not Lauren. No. No, it's not Lauren. Not we, Loz then. And uh, we don't talk about the other son. And, yeah, they're Australian TV family, TV royalty. Ro- TV royalty for sure. Yeah. Which makes me wonder what her fee, her appearance fee was for this because she had about four lines. Morning, Belle. Ah, good morning, boys. Is up and about. And it was about 40 minutes work, it looked like. What did they I, pay her to do that? Surely Bert at some stage has been on Neighbours because he, he was Channel 10 forever, mm. like throughout the night. He na- was Channel 10. Yeah. yeah. I do like the idea that there are other people in the surrounding houses that have interacted yep. in and around our characters with them because you do wonder, you're like, oh, all this stuff's going on but we only ever see these five houses doing stuff. Yeah, and if you lived around the corner, you'd be like, they're so clicky there in the clothes, you know, like, oh. So it it was nice that she was at least getting invited to shindigs. Yeah, all of Paul's weddings. Paul and Terry, Paul and Gail, Paul and Christina, Paul and Lynn, Paul and Rebecca, Paul and Rebecca take two. Okay, okay, you had way too many marriages. Was she getting running? I I, I thought she'd just dumpster dived for all those invites. She's scrapbooking. We meet Patty slash Val, obviously named for the creator of the show, yeah, yeah. So she's Mrs. Grundy. And of course, who is the IRL Mrs. Grundy? Do you guys remember? Mm-mm. Rosemary Daniels is the real Mrs. Reg Grundy. She? Yes. Did not know that. That's how they keep on getting her back. She was she was like the first character they had which who would be a regularly recurring character, like, you know, years, months mm. apart, that sort of thing. She'd mm. always come back because, like, obviously her husband was, you know. It's a family business. Reg, yeah. yeah. So... Everybody knows her. She's waving hi to Kersher and Yashvi and everyone's having a great time. She's got a dog called Reggie, another nod. And CJ, you, that dog looked familiar to you. It's Timber. 
Timber is Timber. Um, so Timber, I'm sure, has his own Instagram profile, but he is Aaron Down the Mines' dog who was dog-napped yes. and there was a hunt for this dog. And yeah, he made got him headlines. Back. Yeah. yeah. That was huge. Um, and they got him back. And it's a, it's a love story um, between Aaron and his girlfriend and Timber. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay. Bert played himself in 95. Great. Yeah. Well done. I, I will dig deeper into what that was though. I wouldn't expect you to do anything else. <laughs> um, and by the way, that is one hell of a cute dog. So cute. Yeah. What kind of dog is he? I don't, he's um, is it a French, one of the bulldogs, French, French bulldogs, French bulldogs, French bulldog-esque. Yeah. French bulldog-esque. The cameo ends here because Piper's going to, I don't know, vlog her or something, goes knocking on her door. Because she's made 8,000 subscribers. Was it 80 or 8? Yeah, that's why she was making a new vlog because she'd made, like, hit a milestone. She hit a milestone. She hasn't oh. got a silver play button yet, has yeah, she? Yeah, I, I was wondering, <laughs> is she going to get that soon? <laughs> She's knocking on the door, Timber's barking, Reggie's barking and so they alert the authorities and poor old Val, Patty Newton, she's she's not long, she didn't, she, 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 she no, carked it. No, I, I don't feel sorry for her because that's the way everyone wants to die, don't they? Like just sitting there on the couch. couch yeah. With your arm flailing or, or, in, or in your sleep. Yeah, yeah, you're right. you're right, yeah. you're right. In your hoarder house, surrounded yeah. by stuff. A Co- couple of days before Christmas though, I mean it's probably better days to do it on. Well, she was... Kind of seemed myself. Like, yeah, kind of seemed like she wasn't going to spend it with anyone. Well, the thing is, she seemed like a ray of sunshine, happy as Larry mm. walking down that street. She had a pep in her step. That's true. It's better than like like tripping over on the bloody Lassiter's bridge and so, falling into the pond. Exactly, Hazard. So my theory here is, and we'll get to it in a second, but my theory is that she doesn't want to bar of any of these entitled assholes that haven't mm. really involved them in any of their street shenanigans. And I think she's happy every time she sees them because she's glad she doesn't have their lives. She's mm. like, oh, thank God no one tried to cyanide poison me. Yeah. Thank God no one tried to push me off a cliff. Thank God no one bloody tried to impersonate my dead part husband. Oh, man. Like, can you imagine her ringing Cousin Marie going, they're out there on the street again. <laughs> You'll never guess what they've done. This guy's come down. He's poisoned everyone. Like, if they amazing. They hit another bloody cricket ball into my backyard again. That's it. That's it. I'm calling the police. That is one missed opportunity that Toadie didn't emerge with a crate full of cricket balls and then from she, one of the rooms. If I call the police, they're just going to send down one of those pathetic officers. The Brennan. That, that, Brennan. that supermodel one from Sale of the Century. Oh, I've had enough. Once market rates go up, I'm out of here. And there's that dog across the road and he's always barking. Yeah. And he wants to eat my bulldog, I'm sure of it. Oh, Paul, I'm Team Val, 100%. And Piper and Toadie and a few other other members of the Motley crew have all wandered in and they're going through her house. She's a, she's a real hoarder like Mr. Heckles from Friends. Can we keep it real here? Did you look at her house and think, oh, it's just a normal looking house? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Actually, I looked at her house going, oh, they've redressed one of the other sets. Well, exactly. It's of all the, the things that she has stolen off her neighbours – her most audacious move is stealing the front half of number 32. Yeah, piece by piece, brick by brick. <laughs> fireplace by fireplace. Yeah. It is the same house. It is the front of Dippy's house. That being said, though, like I live on a very neighboursy Erinsborough Street and I reckon probably all of the houses are the same. No, if you're it's, going. it's literally the same house. I did a side-by-side no, side comparison. Check out the Neighbours Council for my photo or Twitter. But... Soon everybody looks at it and goes, hang on, that's the house that we haven't seen maybe in about three years, but that's the same house. We know what it looks like. 
I wasn't even really looking because I don't I, geography on Ramsey Street confuses me. Even down to the front window is is clearly the the Sharma Rebecca house window. I actually got confused when they went back at Toadie's. So they grab a bunch of belongings, head back over to Toadie's, and I thought they were still inside yes, Val. Yes, I did too. I was like, oh, because it's got the the cluttered his house yeah. look about it. Yeah, so I was confused. Anyway, so hmm. they're like Mr. Heckles on Friends. They're going through all his crap because they can't find a next of kin. The Ambers have hauled her away. Have we ascertained whether she was murdered yet? Because they've completely <laughs> stuffed up that crime scene already. Yeah. Well, we assume the authorities have already grabbed her and they've hauled her off in the ambulance. We can hear the sirens. I'm, I'm going to assume they've ruled it non-suspicious. Um, what if Alice poisoned her as well? They're not going to find Alice's bloody fingerprints anywhere, are they? It took them half the episode to get Mark involved, didn't it? Like they could have had him over in 10 minutes to go, hey, do you want to call your friends and see if this is a crime scene? By the way, when someone dies and it's not suspicious, it's a few hours before they come. Did Piper and Tony just sit there looking at the dead body for a few hours? <laughs> it's starting to smell a bit, Jared. Playing with the dog. I think they already started just going through her stuff. Like, well, we better get the good stuff before the trash pickers come. Yeah. Oh, man. And they're searching for, like, the next of kin. You know what? Just find her doctor's number and on his paperwork they'll have her next of kin. Or just, you know, put a sign on the window. Someone will come by one day. <laughs> it's outrageous. Pay Gazcan 20 bucks an hour to drive around just asking people at the shops. <laughs> in fact, someone I know um, was stating a police officer and who happened to attend the scene of someone I know who died and he had to find the next of kin. So it's not Toadie's and, no, and Piper's not at job at all. No, they don't just leave a, per- you don't just leave a person's house, a, an old person's house. Yeah, and for no she'd, one. Have a, she'd have a purse with a Medicare number. Like they'd, they'd be able to track it down. They'd be able to contact Medicare and say, "Oh, what doctors has she seen?" You know, like this. So yeah, down at the hospital, they can. Yeah, exactly. She's got a driver's license, but the, probably. Yeah, you know. the police don't come in. Say, "We'll take the body. You two that have broken in, you'll be right." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're fine. You you'll, the, you'll find the, the it. Scooby Gang. Yeah, you guys that are looking for your ball that you've kicked over the fence. You know what? They they wouldn't find her in her house though. The toad horse. She didn't get that off the rubbish heap. Oh, came yeah. to my house. We've got the toad horse here at Kate, here at the Paranet Studios. And by the way, that dog is bloody expensive. And the cops have just left Piper with this dog. <laughs> Did we check that he didn't start nibbling her feet? Oh, man. I don't think they checked anything, really. They didn't check anything. It might not even be Val. Could be Patty Newton. It could be actual <laughs> Patty Newton. But it's like, oh, she's been a while. But to get <laughs> the milk. the hairdressers for a while. <laughs> get her hair set. <laughs> They find this scrapbook. It contains all the invitations of all the events of every street party of the, since the dawn of time. And they have some memories. Then they start finding actual objects like Donna's Shragalero. Yeah. Which was great to be reminded of what it actually was because I'd forgotten. I, I thought they were knitted. So there you go. They're not. They're fabric. Oh, no. Fabric. They're not too bad. I mean, the, the one they had was ugly. The one but... they had was ugly. And that's the one that I think is on the – there's not that many of the clips of them on YouTube and that fugly orange one that – Ashley Brewer wears on YouTube in that mm. one scene. It's not the best, Chagallero. It's not the best for the brand. Donna probably took all the good samples to New York with yeah. it. Um, they found all of Sonia's Christmas presents. Oh, mm. Okay, yes. I'm going to talk about that in just that's a moment. A Christmas miracle. Pop a pin in that and come back later. Yeah, that's an important one for me. So they find my favourite item they find was Billy's skateboard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With Toadie's tag on yeah, it. Yeah, I was less yeah. interested in Toadie's tag. Oh, there was something. Oh, yeah, they found um, Clive's original gorilla mask. Uh, and a stack of Philippa Martinez romance books, which <laughs> oh, was <man>. great. 
<laughs> oh, look, an invitation to Helen Daniels' surprise party. Who's Helen Daniels? Wow, that's David's great-grandmother. Mm, and great matriarch of the street. Like me. No, nothing like you. Helen had... She's just different. But that, that was orcs. By the way, do you love how they're all just walking into this dead woman's house? Yeah, Even... yeah it's outrageous. Mind you, look, to be honest, if I could just wander into one of my neighbours' houses without yeah, with them not being there, I probably would have a good look around. Just say, oh, that's what it looks like inside. Yeah, that's yeah. what you do when they're selling their house. You go in and pretend you want to buy yeah, it. but yeah. you kind of want to see their hoarder's stash. Mm. I'm not as interested. But um, that's okay. <laughs> Different strokes. Okay, so she has swept up the pre- – she's a bin scab, this lady, basically. She's picking up everything that goes out. I'm surprised she didn't have um, Tyler's fugly green chair. She could have died on that chair. <laughs> I was fully expecting Priya's nice velvet couch to be in there. Oh, I would have loved it if they'd walked in and the whole of Val's house was just decked out in Priya's old stuff. Yes. It's like, oh, that's where it went. <laughs> While they're doing that, so they uncover the presents that were Sonia's that were under the tree. Now, what's happened since we last podcasted – is a whole damn lot. Last week was, I would say, probably the best unmissable drama Neighbours has had in um, a long, long time. I would say similar things, but I would just chop out the word best and put worst. But agree, it was it was bananas last week's suite mm-hmm. of episodes. Um, it was actually harrowing at one point. I'm like, this is physically difficult to watch. Like, yeah. Great horror movie stuff. Really good acting from um, Sonia and from Crazy Alice. Bizarre, though, because I am starting to feel like I'm watching Homicide Life on the cul-de-sac. Mm. It's not nice residential no. soap anymore. We, It's just murder after murder after murder after murder. At one stage, I said to my husband, this is just Sonia torture porn. So Willow popped down. Everyone had forgotten she was coming because that's how Tony and Sonia roll anyway. She's not a member of the family. She's just a kid. Wow. She's, now she kind of is because of um, baby what's-his-face. Of course. Hugo. Okay, so she is Hugo. now. She's their son's sister. Yeah. So he, she's like a stepchild slash yeah. reminder of everything that went wrong, and which is also the baby's role that he <laughs> plays. Um, so she's coming down after her exams. I think maybe she's finished year 12, year 11. I can't remember. She's finished year 12 because now she's got her P's. She's they, fast-tracked. They really wow. saw us, Willow, because she was 15 when we last saw her. We, we've true. seen her in, year, what, year seven last year, year well, 12 this year. She was at least a, a con artist when she was. She was yep. pretending to be in year seven, but she was 15. But now she's 18. So so she comes down for a holiday and Sonia's missing at this point. Everyone thinks that she is on the drugs and she's hanging out somewhere around Dalesford doing the smacky arm somewhere. <laughs> and then, they're not. Concerned enough to call the authorities. Also, the fake story was that she was in Wood End, which Tony said, oh, that's near Dalesford. Mm, nah, not really. It's, it's on different highways. It's like it's a good 45 minutes, I'd say, between the two places. I don't know. Anyway, so she's gone that way and she's gone that way, drug way, they think, because she's been high for weeks now. Because Alice has been lacing the shortbread. The nanny Alice, Carrie Armstrong, evil Carrie Armstrong, has been lacing her shortbread biscuits with codeine. Yeah. Can I, can I take a sidebar here? I had some amazing shortbread at my mum's place a couple of days ago, which I put the recipe in the Neighbours Council as well. Yeah. Facebook.com, Google Neighbours Council. But I was saying, I have to take a photo of this mum and I have to take a photo of the recipe because it's a shortbread-related neighbour storyline. And she's like, oh, okay. And I was like, and I can't explain the whole storyline to you, but the upshot of it, is, of it is that it's 
okay, so it's got sugar and it's got codeine on top because someone's trying to poison someone with codeine. And I was like, but, you know, we've all tasted codeine and we all know that you'd be able to taste it and really you're not getting – it's a homeopathic dose. And I was getting all like – I couldn't even explain it. I was like, it's too it's convoluted. It's wackadoodle. Yeah, that's yeah. Why. Yeah. It, and not only that, she's realised she can fast-track the death methods by – filling Sonia's gardening gloves up with poisonous pesticides. And then Nanny Dearest, which is what I call her, isn't even like – she doesn't put the poison like in the food. No. She puts it on the gloves. She puts it on clothing. And then gets Sonia to eat with her hands and says things like, excuse fingers. I can't remember I what she said. If it was got, the most convoluted way to kill someone. If you guys ever sprayed weeds because that stuff smells and it would burn. So – What's going on, Sonia? Have you got like asbestos hands and I mean, no sense of smell? I mean, she does. What was she putting up her nose that she can't smell poison? I guess she does whack weeds every day for a living, so True. maybe she is a bit you think desensitized. She, you, well, you think she'd be familiar with it? Be like, hmm, smells like Roundup. <laughs> I'll go wash my hands. Um, but she is high. Alice may as well have put out like a sushi spread or just like actual finger food, like sausage yeah. rolls and party pies. Yeah, and go, well, we better rolls. all use our hands. Man. So she gets Sonia half dead, gets her out into the country and leaves her there. And we've like there's lots of rumors at the moment about which cast member is going to be killed off. And I feel like if that's if you were going to kill a cast member off, this is 100% the way I would do it. A yeah. proper murder. Yeah. Proper yeah. true crime in the bush on the side of the road with the pesticide biscuits or whatever, and then we don't see her for days and days and we have a proper mystery. That would be amazing if neighbors did that. I would be like proper. Murder, proper murder mystery, proper mm-hmm. who pushed Julie, who shot Paul, all that bizzo. But the, but the, with an actual murder victim. But that, that's, no. That's not who died. No. So Willow comes in and Alice and her are in the same house and they're kind of like moving around each other without seeing each other. Yeah. Typical, typical neighbours. Typical, but I loved it. It was so exciting. We didn't know when. And then they go down to the nursery and Toadie – Lee, sorry, they see each other when Toadie's there and they're looking at each other like, what are you doing here? And then... Also because Willow's been told her grandmother was dead. Yeah, recently died, Nana, terrible Nana. And she goes, Nana. Oh, she goes, Nan. She goes, Nanny Alice. Yeah. (laughs) And Willow's an idiot for not immediately just saying... Hello, my alive grandmother, who I thought was dead. Because Willow has a you know, form as being a serial lagger on her family. It's not like she's going to like not lag on her gran. She's not keen on. Like, no. It has been fine. Toadie leaves and she convinces Nanny Alice that she's on her side and then as soon as she's not looking, well, kind of not looking, she sends this strange text message to Toadie. What did it say again? Sonia's in danger, Alice. Mm. But the halfwit did not run away with her phone and call for help straight away. Yeah. She just sends this text message while her grandmother is still there. She locks her in a shed, which is really not the best. Oh, you know. my God. My husband and I were looking at going, it's just a shed. Go to a corner of that shed and start kicking the, the join and it would actually you yeah. better peel back the metal. Or probably you can just lift it up. Lift it up. <laughs> Willow's training for pilot school. <laughs> what if she's shot down over like Kandahar or something? She's not surviving you know, like oh, in the no, wild. I'm in a garden shed. You guys go on without me. <laughs> also, garden shed, there'd be spades in there. Use them as tools and levers. Jesus Christ, what's going on? Oh, I'm, I'm concerned is... that she maybe didn't get good marks enough to get into I'm her pilot concerned school. For the future of the Air Force. Yeah. Toadie comes down, he gets her. They realise Sonia's been left for dead and they go find her. By the way, all they're doing at this point is driving around roads 
to Woodend or Dalesford or somewhere else. Warburton. Warburton. That's a lot of roads. I can't believe they found that. Well, they searched something and found out that it was... Oh, they they found the delivery in the appointment book, the address, and so Mm, they went a bit closer to it. But they still didn't have actual police officers helping them. Turns out they did. When they were driving in the car, the the, the SES and the cops were also looking for Sonia. Okay, good. But But they didn't find her. No. Gosh, no. Cody did. This is why you have Find My Friends on your partner's phone. This would solve 90% of neighbours' issues. Yeah. They need to at least explain away that it doesn't exist in their universe. They need to say like, oh, Apple's been um, sued for Find My Friends and no one can have it on their phones anymore. I've got a wacky theory, guys. I reckon they might be living under the dome. (laughs) I think you've got a point. And the reason I wanted to bring all that up, mainly because it's wackadoodle and those were some episodes. If you missed it, if you dip in and out, do a little search for the week of whatever the week before the... (laughs) Yeah, the the, the week of last. the 14th of December and just give it a little watch at night, get some popcorn. We actually binge watched the whole five episodes and it was amazing. My husband usually kind of goes after a while, he was like, I'm going to do the washing up. But this time he actually did sit through all episodes and we we're just like. Yeah, it was like watching a horror yeah. movie. It was not like watching Neighbours. Except okay. for when some crappy storylines came up and you're like, move on. Sonia's in the bush. Also, the rest of the street, when they find all of this out, just shrugs it off like, oh, yeah, she's the latest to be attempted murdered. The best line ever that I've ever, like my favourite line ever of Neighbours, so this week anyway, was Detective Mechanic comes over and he's telling um, Therese about this and Piper and whatever, the bit of fluff Therese has got going in there. And um, she said, so what? She was drugging her. That's the worst thing you could do to Sonia. (laughs) And Piper said... Or poisoning her and leaving her to die. I love that. That was some some good sass. She needs to be on here. Yeah. Yeah, Piper needs to be given more to do because that – okay, I'll get to the fact that she's got no life in a moment. But I wanted to bring all that all back because the final nail in the coffin of all of this is that Nanny Alice slash Evil Carrie Armstrong nicked off with all of Sonia's Chrissy presents and chucked them away and replaced them with presents addressed to Andrea. And that bloody old hag from next door's pocketed them. She knows Sonia lives there and she made no attempt to go, you know what, let's return these presents to that family. Excuse me, Vare. You've seen the shit Sonia has put Toadie through over the years. She probably just thought, oh, no, the Rebecca marriage is on the skids again. I, I might just yeah. take these off his hands. Val's she's, team D. Yeah, she's seen like the cop cars out the front. She's just like, oh, God. Or maybe she was saving them for herself for Chrissy. Yeah, just maybe. like, oh, maybe I'll get a I'll nice get a, oil burner. Oh, was it Lockatan? You know what I bought today? An electric candle melt thing. Mm, nice. That's great. You're living your best life. Yeah. So treat yourself. I remember dad like. Meanwhile, Toadie's house is also a bomb, which confused me because they bring all this debris around to Toadie's house to sift through. Oh, look, it does make it more kind of, you know, like closer to home. <laughs> all the, all the, the toys and crap everywhere. I'm like, oh, this is like my life. And he's got, like you, he's got, you know, a girl in kinder and a baby boy and he's mm-hmm. running around flustered. And he can't fit it all in. He's yeah. having trouble. Like me, he can't figure out how to work and parent. How do I have it all? As a busy father, as how do I get my law profession up and running? And i got Sue's on murder charges. It's hard. <laughs> Poor little Nellie will be starting school next year. And I just feel she's really ill prepared for it. She should have been in kinder this year, preparing herself, doing school orientation. Oh, yeah, we haven't seen no any mention, of that. I mean, I guess she did it a year ago. But still, you've got to do it again. you got to do Nellie. it again. I, I, she's going to have a real tough time at primary school. But biggest news that came out of this is they're sending her to a psychologist. Child psychologist, oh, yeah, I know. Dip, Dippy's an organiser. That's why, because Dippy's actually a responsible parent. And we had some concern come in online on Twitter. Saskia Hempel, yeah. auntie 
A gem, no, uh, sorry, blondie fish, goldfish. Auntie Goldfish uh, was like, "What? What's happened? What's wrong with Nell?" She saw that there was she was being sent to a child psychologist. No, it's a good thing. Yep, she's had some real problems. Time. Georgia, it's a good thing Nellie's getting the help she needs. By the way, your you can you tell your husband that his dad's going out with his ex? <laughs> yeah, and it's getting a bit. It's getting weird. Yeah. My favourite line of the week came from when they all come around to they all just all the neighbours decide to pitch in. They're like, "Well, this poor lady." No one helped her. Let's help Toadie. He's a sad son of a bitch. Let's all come around and clean his house for him. And then Mark goes, shotgun the oven. So that's where I go, you know, I really can't stand you, but mad respect for cleaning the oven because that's a shit chore. Let alone shotgunning it. Maybe he just wants to dab up the uh, codeine because it'll all be in there. (laughs) And Toadie has this brainwave, like, we want to help the needy at Christmas that don't have friends and family. Mm. And I go, great, you're going to put on a lunch. You're going to put on a barbecue. You're going to for, get- for the hobo who lives in like Lasseter's Lake. Yeah. The troll but under the bridge. No, Toadie's going to put on a Christmas concert. Mm. He's going to spread his cheer. <laughs> Maybe Millsy will wake up from his deathbed to like do a few carols too. I would love that. He could do it from the bed. It'd be fine. On the, the duet you posted to the, the council of, yeah. of Millsy and B um, singing. Yeah. That was great. It was super great. And I, I've done a little deep dive on young Bonnie and she was 12 when she auditioned for... Um, was it Australia's Got Talent? Yes, Australia's Got Talent. She was the first winner of Australia's yeah, Got Talent. amazing. Tiny girl and huge voice. Clearly not the voice of someone who hasn't had much experience except for busking. Mm. Like she's clearly good at pop voice coming through. Like... Oh, the trilling. <laughs> I can't stand it man i'm just can't we just have normal songs yeah we've just and okay we'll get to it but it's you see in the promos she's singing along to oh holy night or whatever but it's like all the posters that piper's putting up because no one else has free time except for piper because she has no life she's printed up all these posters that say christmas sing along i'd look to be quiet in the rebecca law office at the moment you may as well use their printer for something you're singing along to no one's singing along. <laughs> I guess that's how you do it. Silent night. <laughs> and we'll get CJ doing it too. I we? no, I don't think. B says that too. Are you a secret I am. musical genius? I mean I busted when I lived on the street. <laughs> but that was I, how I sold my body. You only did it for the coin. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's better than if she'd said that, you know, there's a myriad of other things yeah. she could have done for money. It's like you shared yeah. a skill. Yeah. She could have written ads online like I do. Have you ever been on your way from a bar that serves coffee to a coffee shop and thought, gee, I could use a cup of coffee? Well, come on down to Gaz Can's Coffee Hut for your next Between Coffees cuppa. Gaz Can's Coffee Hut. Never sleep again. If you enjoy our shenanigans here at the PirateNet Studios, you might also enjoy our sister podcast, Buddy Watch. We overanalyze the nonsense we're watching. I think this is the only scene Mariah actually directed. I think the, I think the rest was the second AD. Mariah's getting her nails done. She goes, no, I'm in a scene soon, darling. You do this one. You do this one. Some lucky film school graduate gets to have a lot of responsibility. The runner. She's let the runner direct the film while she's at catering. You paid attention in college. Subscribe on your podcast app of choice and buddy watch with us. Also because B, just for fun, is sitting in the Kennedy house just sing- jamming to Jingle Bells, a song that nobody jams to for fun. But oh Ned, God, Ned walks in and she's like, I'm dashing through the snow. And Ned's like, oh, wow. <laughs> all the fields we go, laughing all the way. I just got to hear you sing. You know which song I would happily sing along to? Felice Navidad. 
Oh yeah, that's a good. That's still growing. I wanna win. Yeah, come on. You, like every everybody gets into that. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like a bit of Holly Night. I'm pumped for the promos, but it's not sing along. It's like she's doing her Australia's Got Talent audition for a carol sing along, and yeah. it doesn't mesh for me. Maybe she's going to be on the carols. In the domain or yeah. in the in the no no well, my Channel Ten doesn't have their own oh, carols because no, no. the Music Bowl the Melbourne ones are Channel Nine oh, and the domain ones are Channel yeah, Seven yeah not yet they don't but maybe Ten Peach yeah maybe needs, Ten Peach has got one needs to think big and get down to Lasseter's Lake yeah yeah maybe they're gonna do one at Lasseter's oh, imagine imagine if we could be extras on that that would be mm, wonderful I'm sure we could I'll be our candle could tease something up I want to be in the bloody choir I want to do a bit of Hosanna in a Chelsea you could though. <laughs> Like you could run out and knock B over and just sing. No, happy for B to take lead. Yeah. Like she's got a lovely voice. That's the thing. If if we're gonna do carols, you have a soloist like B doing um what does Marina Pryor always do? Mary's boy child. Mm. But B would do a great Mary's boy child. And then I'll come back on BVs with the Erinsborough High Choir. Oh no, Eden Hills Choir. Mm. <laughs> Eden Hills Grammar Choir. Yeah, exactly. But no, they've got to have more than a day to organise it, though, is the key yeah. to this event. And it's the key for most events, just not in Ramsey Street. No. The only other thing I want to talk about is over at the Brendan, there's been a bit of bizzo, a um, bit of drama, because it's the morning after everybody's been on the bender at the Back Lane Bar. Back Lane Bar, all right. Oh, mm. that night at the Back Lane Bar, the my favourite bit of that was the random water water polo team players there with their their hats on, still in there. They look like um babies that need their heads kind of reshaped if they're <laughs> <Our> helmets. <laughs> Bloody Ellie slut shaming Chloe there. Yeah. Back off! I've always said, do not take love life advice from one of the saddest bitches in Erinsborough. And what's she always doing? She's always offering her advice. She's but. You know, if we knew a girl like Ali mm. and they just got engaged, she'd be like, well, now that I'm engaged, um, I'm, hold- I'm holding my hand out. CJ's flashing her ring. My ring that I bought myself, by yeah. the way. Um, she'd go, now that I'm engaged, I would like to give you some advice on relationships. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Hashtag well, they all- blessed. And she'd be talking down to them like... She'd see Chloe off with the water polo guys and she's like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to be part of that scene anymore. It's like, I'm just not there anymore. That said, at lunch we were talking about, thank God that we have never had to internet date. Yes. <laughs> that is a hellscape I'm glad I'm not a part of. I've been married for like ages, but I've never met people online. You have or you've never? I've, I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I've met you online. Well, there yeah. we go. You guys internet dated. Kate and I internet friend and, dated. And, and it went out last, well. Our last episode with Sammy, we met her online too. Hey, by the way, Bumble friends, you could sponsor this podcast because this is where it's at. What's Bumble? Bumble's a dating app, but they've now got a friend part to it. Mm-hmm. And the tagline is be brave because it's a B. Oh, cute. Um, but it's if you want to make friends, you go on there. There's also a mum one and I basically just rejected everyone out of fear. <laughs> Well, that was me on on dating apps. I was the saddest bitch in Melbourne for about seven years. I could not get a date to save my life. And I was – it's probably because I wanted it a little bit too much. But was like, why can't I meet anybody? And everyone's like, go on the internet. That's where all the people are. That's where all the people are. And then I – for a week I tried rsvp.com because I got like a free subscription for a week. But then everyone on there I was either afraid of or I had met because I know a lot of people and Melbourne's very small. And I'm like, oh – Let's face it, the neighbour's hashtag is slim pickings for heterosexual women. <laughs> Ellie would be like, so glad I'm past that. Oh my God, I just don't have to do it anymore. I've met the one. <laughs> and fucking Ellie, though. I mean, she's like, she is the, hang on, I can't remember. Is she the second saddest bitch? I think she's the second. 
I think, I think second, who's third? But I'm trying to remember who's the OG saddest Amy. bitch. Amy, yeah, yeah. So she's the second saddest bitch. Yeah. She's never had like a successful relationship, and she's never gonna have one. Because let's mo- face it, they're not getting to the old. The, the most successful relationship she had is now dating her sister. Like Ned, she was like gonna run off and mm-hmm. be with him. But one of my favorite moments ever is when she was like, "Look, Ned, I don't want to be with you anymore. I know you've come back for me." And he was like, "Oh no, no, I've come back with for my ex stepmother. I'm still in love with mom." <laughs> So, speaking of being in love, Chloe's written, declared her feelings in a Christmas card in a scene that was beautifully scored. So, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm truly, madly, and deeply in love with you. I love that song, It's a Wonderful Life, mainly because Ace of Base does a great cover of it. And that's, you your, know, that's your vibe. It's my vibe. Mm. At some point in the card, Chloe goes, I'm truly, madly and deeply in love with you, which was a missed opportunity to hit up, like hit us with a bit of Savage Garden. Maybe they I won't mushroom that. records. <laughs> I love Savage <laughs> Garden so much. Going back to music, when they were driving in the ute out to the bush, they were playing a bit of The Angels. I was really impressed. I was like, hang on, this is a real song from a real band. <laughs> sometimes they do. Lately they've had a lot of Missy Higgins, I've noticed, mm. which is great because Missy has a banger of a song called Peachy, which fits with great with their new aesthetic. Now, bridesmaids business, right? So Ellie's apparently got to choose one because we all know she's going to have a big kerfuffle of a wedding, right? She's asked her sister to be a maid of honour and she's asked her husband's sister to, to be the bridesmaid, which I think is a great choice. Chloe. But that led to this awkward scene where she went up to her Bestie, the saddest bitch in Aaronsboro, and said, Soz, sads, you're not going to be a bridesmaid. I loved that scene a lot because usually you just avoid that scene. You just don't yeah. tell the person. You're like, um, I really wanted to ask you, but I didn't. But you don't have to if you've got a sister. Like yeah, at that no, point, you're just like, I'm, I'm doing the sister. It's your get out of jail card, that yeah. one. Which she said, she's like, we're doing it all family, sister and sister-in-law, done. But that's, that's classic, Ellie, making a situation awkward. But also... Anyone that's been a bridesmaid mm-hmm. is so happy to not be a bridesmaid. Exactly. Yeah. And I love because it's so pitch perfect that she would be like, okay, who am I going to pick to be <laughs> my bridesmaid? It is the most important day of their life. <laughs> and the first person she asked didn't want to do it. Didn't B do it. was like, oh, do I have to wear a dress? I got it. And I was like, I, I, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even like you six months ago. Exactly. She hated her. And can I just mention the elephant not in the room? Paige. Oh yeah. They were besties. Where did she go? Yeah. Queensland. Oh, <laughs> where they all go. <laughs> um, it's just a flight. Paige wasn't even didn't get an invite to the engagement either. Now I want to introduce a new segment here, and you guys can jump on board or not. It's fine. But for me, it's called Skip. And it's a storyline I don't want to talk about because I can't be bothered. So why are we going to talk about it? Well, I'm just going (laughs) to signpost it so that if it ever becomes relevant, people will know. Because some people listen to this show without watching Neighbours. And, you know, you guys are the real heroes in this world. Some superheroes wear capes. Others listen to Neighbours without watching Neighbours. It's bloody Leo Tanaka's... He got swept up in some trouble with some Sydney the, the crime Renshaws. gang. Sydney crime gang. And then now one's come back. Snore, snooze, skip. Now Michelle Williams from early Dawson's Creek is here. In, in a, a unicorn skin jacket. 
Oh. Which is strange. strange. <laughs> I've seen pencil cases made out of it. It's Smiggle. <laughs> Zancan circa two years ago would have rocked that. And oh, she, yeah. she looks like a young Janae as well. Mm. So this is me exercising my right to skip. This is Delaney Renshaw, by the way. Yeah. It all seems like it's going to end in a, you know, air balloon accident. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it is totally echoes of Mrs. Saying? Jacker. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Was it Jacker? Yeah. Robbo? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Jacker, the happy couple. Yeah. I'm going to skip it. You girls, if you want to talk about it, you have the floor. I don't. Because I know you're Leo fans. No, I mean. Oh, look, he's beautiful. And we did see um, Delaney. I don't know. She's, she looks about 15. Yes. And he's what, late thir- not late 20s. I think she's he's tra- getting to 30. Yeah, she's trying to seduce him. And so he, like, I don't know, does he have like a twice daily sauna? Because uh, the guy's going to have like a um, stroke at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's very, he's got a sheen to him. He's beautiful, isn't he? Yeah. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not going to say no to seeing him in a bathrobe. No. But. She's yeah, got the I'm, horn for him. She massively She's does. Thirsty. And who can blame her though? Because if you were going through your awake, he he was her awakening. Yeah, and look, hey, we've all, we've all been there. Like, yeah. So she she dropped robe in front of him because <laughs> she's that's what she's been working towards. The day she could do this, and who knew that there'd be a fantastic portable sauna yeah. underneath? <laughs> <laughs> What a weird situation. Can they not just build a set? Oh. Like just get like a wooden garden shed and pretend it's a sauna? Exactly. Just pop, They don't even have to nail it down. If they Tanak could just packers. Use a bit of the Tanak Packers. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, the upshot of it is that he's with Renshaw storyline. He dobbed in the Renshaw crime gang to the cops and they're coming out of prison and they're worried that. Hey, like it doesn't sound like it's really doing much for you here either. See, I would I be okay. see more like semi-naked Leo. I'm down with that. But you know what? They could have brought her from wherever, Queensland. Sydney. 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 I mean. North. North. They could have brought her down as the girl that had a crush on him without there being a crime syndicate involved. <laughs> you know? Because it's a good storyline to play on Tarage's age insecurities. Exactly. I but just, I got nothing. Yeah. I got I nothing. I but I'm not interested. could have used more of a vixen type girl rather than the woman who looks like the original Lolita. Yeah. Well, topical news story this week in Australia has been a Nationals MP who has, has had to quit because he got hooked up in this sugar sugar baby scandal where he um, he used parliamentary funds to fly to Hong Kong and where he met up with a, this young lady online from a sugar baby's website and then he like he tried to seduce her using his Aussie slang by saying what oh, I can oh g'day uh, his, g'day. his kink was g'day I'm gonna kiss you on the neck and say g'day oh. <laughs> g'day sex yeah but she looked like the, the girl, the young lady from the Sugar Babies website. Which would, again, would have been something else that I'd be enjoying. Another fun yeah. plot point. That'd be great. I mean, Leo's not old enough to have sugar. I think he is. Well, uh, Paul kind of had one with Courtney. Anyway, I've skipped it. So what we're up to now is... Courtney and Leo have been in the same room. They would have chemistry. She, They had a moment, didn't they? They did, yeah. He tried yeah. to seduce her, yeah. To test the oh, marriage. The yeah. Citizen of the week. Citizen of the week. I'm going to go Citizen of the Week, Patty Newton, HRH, Val Grundy for your two lines. RIP. Yep. Your two lines, Valet, those entitled assholes. Pillaging your private goods. And you lived your best life because you weren't living any of their lives. Zero waste as well. (laughs) It's waste now, but at the time. She's like a womble. (laughs) Making good use out of the things that she found. Citizen. Kate. Oh, I have Kate. to say, in an absolute turn up 
for the books and really a Christmas miracle. I'm going to give my citizens a Sonia for some, um, like, surviving this week thus far. And she's looking great for someone yeah. who was on death's door. I reckon her, like, because her organs would be absolutely rooted. That, she's that, probably got, like, a liver, the consistency of a kitchen sponge. I'm clutching my stomach just thinking of her writhing in pain. That was mm. That looked grim. Well done. I need to get her on some organ lists. Yeah, yeah. Get some new ones in there. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Citizen for um Ali for dubbing on the fail, which is not really a fail, VCE. Oh, okay. Yes, we had a comment, yeah, on the neighbours council. I'm unlike most of the neighbours world. I, I didn't get a high mark. For um, school, I, I didn't. I didn't get as low as. But funnily enough, you have achieved the most tertiary education mm, of anyone in the neighbours community. That's true. Um, well, I mean, not in the whole community. Maybe just at this table. No, I think the whole neighbours community. No, didn't you have Dr. Kathy on? Yeah, well, that's true. But she just did one degree. That's true. <laughs> that's true. No, no, I think doesn't don't doctors have undergrads and postgrads? I think I still think anyway, CJ's I, done more tertiary study than I've Kathy. Done, I've done. CJ has like twenty-seven letters after her name now. I do. I do. Anyway, there are options out there. No matter what grade you get, there's pathways. There's pathways. Same way as there would have been many other pathways for Xanthi to do medicine, other than enrol in this shonky place that she's enrolled. Trump University, CJ, as you've called it. Yeah. You know what? What did the footy players of our youth? What did they do aside from playing footy? They were they did apprenticeships and they exactly. worked at their family businesses. Yeah. Yep. So what don't you need to get into TAFE? You don't need any VCE results. Yeah. And she got thirty something, which is won. enough to get you into TAFE and, to yes. get you an apprenticeship. Okay, yeah. done. In fact, the course that I did, I got much higher, but its enter at that time was forty one. Mm. So um, I think it's higher now, but but then. So there would have been options for her to at least get on a wait list for somewhere or do an apprenticeship. Eddie Maguire and, and the Reach organisation had apprenticeships for people in the sports industry. Yeah, yeah. Like, she could go and be a trainer or something. She's yeah. got a family business. She can wait tables and do sport and do programs on the side. And yeah. Obviously, train for next year's draft. Okay. So the thing is, she failed English. So at the end of the day, for the VCE, English is compulsory, so it's going to comprise 20% of your final mark. She she completed English? I don't know. She still achieves her VCE. It's not. And I've posted a link from the um, Victorian Education Department on the Neighbours Council, and you actually technically can't fail VCE. Hmm. You, can, you just need to complete it. It's not a pass-fail system. It's not a ranking out of 100%. So getting 31 is not 31%. That's just where you're ranked alongside your peers. And that is your tertiary entrance ranking as well. So it's it's nothing to do with the actual – like your VC is a completely different thing because not everybody goes on to university no. afterwards. So she could have written very succinct essays or she could have – she didn't even want to go to uni. She wanted to be a footballer no, anyway. And so she can still work in the sports industry. And it's not like anyone in bloody Erinsborough goes to uni she anyway. She can go down and well, aside from Toad, she can help it. as run his gym. Yeah. Was anyone disappointed when Paige like went to uni for like two days? You know, like it's nobody on that street has aspirations for tertiary education. Yeah. So the only way she could have failed is if she somehow didn't do one of the subjects, which is understandable because the school was un- under threat of chemical terrorism for a while. And as Special consideration the, yeah. up the wazoo oh, from well, that. That's probably what helped Jack Zankan's mark sister, up to 89. Her sister was bloody hospitalised from it. That's trauma. Yeah, And her sister was um, lost her sight earlier in the yeah. year. Like, 
So, yeah, Zankan blitzed it, got 89 and... Which still terrifies me that she's going to be a doctor and she only got 89. Yeah, this I want is... someone with a higher um, commitment to studying. She didn't do... She did general maths. She didn't even do maths methods or... She should have been doing biology, chemistry. I think she did biology because that's... Evil Millsy taught her that. But she didn't do any of the other sciences and maths, which medicine requires. So, unless mm. Trump University has it zero doesn't. subject requirements. She's clearly going to be... Whatever the astronomer's equivalent. Astrology. Astrology equivalent to astronomer is. She's going to be a homeopath. Yeah. Do you know what I really want, though, is I want her to go to Trump University and come back as a psychiatrist and just treat everybody on the street. She can still be Dr. Canning. Totally. What's Pipes going to do next year? Because remember she deferred her amazing um, social media mm. degree. At the social media university. And mm. no one's meant on ha- the GC. And no one said to Yashvi, look at Pipes. She's just swanning around town putting up posters and doing everyone's odd jobs. Like I, I can't remember. Maybe somebody can shout out. I can't remember what grade she got. But I think the dynamic, if the dynamic between Piper and um, Zankan was that Zankan got a higher mark than her, I'm not sure their friendship dynamic's going to work no. as well. Sarah on our Facebook Council on the Facebook Council said, I found it weird too that Ellie was entitled to tell Shane about the whole quote unquote failing thing. Is Yashvi still a minor? Surely Yashvi's entitled to go kick a ball or something to process her feelings before Ellie charges in mouthing off. Yeah, oh, it's unethical, but that's that's Ellie all over. She's not even employed at the school. Yeah, I'm glad she's got the ass and she's not getting it back. Actually, that's unethical. She just, she's not employed at the school. She's got no business logging onto the website. Plain Jane was right to give her the boot. I'm um, going to give an extra citizen to plain Jane, even though we gave her one last I'm week. Like, but You know what? You realise you're a grown-up when you're on the side of the hard-ass teacher. Yes. Because yeah. I'm just like, no, nah, get in there, new broom, sweep all the corruption out of that school. Hard-ass is more the point, though, with her at the moment. How about the old uh, um, full salute tea storyline this week? That tea keeps giving. Well, I'd like to give a shout-out to Paul. He was up for the occasion without any assistance. Without any full, full yep. salute. Well, that's that's the beauty of the stump, really. Yeah. It's, it's always ready to go. I really love Annie Jones, and I'm glad she's stuck around for a bit. Just as a side note, the Brennan family Christmas needs a case of champagne. Of course it does. Jesus, is that like 12 bottles of champagne? Because that is one fucking boozy I Christmas. Mean, they birthed of Ma Brennan, so they, they know mm, how to put it solid, away. Solid Do they get rivers? real champagne? Yeah, yeah they said a case of champagne. Well, one of them doesn't have long to live, so I'd be getting on the turps too. Well, the Merry Brennan Christmas to you too. And you and yours. So we keep an eye out on the socials, 10 a.m. UK time. 10.15. Well, 10 a.m. so that we can start talking to each other before the episode starts. Good, but yes. 10.15. Yep. And 9.15, we'll live watch and tweet along with the app. And in and around that time, I'll stream on Patreon. So keep an eye on our socials, Pod on Twitter. And Facebook, and I'm Vaya Pashos. I'm at Remude. That's Kate. CJ at CJ the Hot Mess Mum. Merry Christmas. And happy festive holiday times. Bye. (laughs) 